this week on the Roommates Podcast. The backstory is so important, man. And I think, and it's one of the things I, that I feel like we kind of challenged men, but I don't think we did enough to figure out what their story is and who they are. You know, like a lot of these guys, um, they'll coddle, and we're not coddle, they'll forget about the story, they'll brush it in the world, they won't express it, express it, and they won't deal with the pain. Kind of just mask, uh, mask it. And shout out to our brother Lewis House when when he released his freedom. That's when he was finally free and healed and became the man that he is today. And he earned everything he got right now because that brother went through a lot and he deserves and he worked hard from where he is to now. So Mm -hmm. he's a freaking inspiration. But I think a lot of black men don't do that. Mm -hmm. I think they mask the pain with, you know, everything else besides healing. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately... Most of the time, women are affected by it. Of course. And then from goes to those effects, create the, the angry, bitter woman, single mother that hates men, and the whole cycle starts all over Yo, what's good, world? Your boy, Afiz. Chris, the star of the show, baby. Yes, 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 and yes. And welcome to The Roommates, a worldwide community of individuals united on the values of becoming holistic health, kindness, togetherness, and a thirst for knowledge. Also known as the best hour of your week where you are. Entertained like a stand-up. Educated like a TED Talk. And enlightened like a sermon. Mm. And this week's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Skillshare, guys. Man, Skillshare has was actually our first sponsor. They've been sponsoring us for the longest. Yep. I'm just beyond thankful for all the things that Skillshare has done. They help keep the lights on. They help continue to allow us to travel because of the resources they're giving us. And they also give some really, really amazing products as well. So, Amen. guys, Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. You can take classes in everything from photography and creative writing to design, productivity, and more. So whether you're returning to a longtime passion project, challenging yourself to get outside your comfort zone, or simply exploring something new, Skillshare has classes just for you. And we've always been telling you guys that one of the great advantages of Skillshare is that it's like a free college education. You'll be able to get so many tools and resources to help you along your journey to life and to be able to make a lot of money. Also, also, you if you have skills, if you have a business, you have something that you're good at, whatever you're passionate about, you can also also teach on Skillshare as well and get paid on there as well. I love it. I love it, mm. guys. So join the millions of people already learning, growing, and sharing, teaching yep. and sharing on Skillshare. With a special offer code just for the roommate family. You guys go ahead and type in the word roommate at checkout. You guys will get two free months of Skillshare Premium. Premium. And that is two free months. That means you don't pay a single penny nope. for two free months of unlimited education as well as unlimited ways to make money by teaching and sharing your skills to the outside world. Boom. Skillshare.com slash the roommates. No, sorry. Not the roommates. Skillshare.com slash Roommates. There you go. Link is in the description below in case we butchered it. We're back. What's up, player? Let's jump right into it. All right, for sure. Since you like jumping, jumping jacks. Do you want to cover or touch on anything before we jump into it, or you just want to jump right into it's it? Rubber. Yeah, ain't nothing, ain't nothing touchy, touchy. Cool. Hotty, touchy. All right. So, as most people know, we 
by we, I mean I, <laughs> you know, got in, you know, some, some backlash for a video that we did about men not caring about women's money, career, mm -hmm. fame, and all that stuff. Don't want to get too much into that. We already discussed it. We went live, you know, yep. we had a conversation with Derek about it. So I don't think there's any reason of beating a dead horse. But I remember that a lot of people were complaining about or, or sharing about the lack of quality men, um, which somehow got brought up in the midst of this conversation. Yeah, it's also we see it on tour as well with Stefan. Um, I make this amount of money. Why the men at? Where they jobs at? Yada yada yada. So. Exactly. So one of the issues that we're seeing, like like Chris was pointing out, um, and then you know we were I was on live with Cassie, and Cassie brought that up about struggling to finding guys to make some amount of money as me and all that different things. And so we talked about this a long time ago, and I want to go on a deep dive on the male psyche and the male development. Um, I want to go general males, so all of our roommate family men from around the world can listen on, listen in. And I also want to go ahead and I want to um, be specific for the black community because I know people want us also, you know, talk about the issues prevalent to black the black community. So let me begin by asking you, Chris. What would you say, in your personal opinion, so there's no right or wrong answer, mm -hmm. is a current state of men today? Huh. Current state of men today. I think it's a lot of um, identity issues. Um, I think uh, it's a lot, of, a lot of growing up that needs to happen. I think it's a lot of... Um, Lack of healing from past experiences. Things lack of being emotionally unavailable at times, or majority of times. I think it's a. I think men's focus are of things of this world and not of heavenly things. So I think they're focused on the wrong areas. Um, which can lead to a lot of other damaging things. And I think men are just in this, a state of, like, good quality men are in, this, in the state of crisis, and not less of us now. You think there's more good quality women than men? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's a number to it. I think, I just, I feel like women have more resources, uh, more things that it's kind of like can help them grow in certain areas. Um, and I feel like men have a lack of those resources, and they get blamed for a lot of the problems. Um, so thus they go into this mindset where it's like, if I'm the problem, what's the point of trying to be the solution? So I don't know if that's necessarily like, it's half and half or anything like that, but I just think that we're so used to getting blamed all the time. Okay. What about you? So for me, I see it as from Every study, men are still winning mm -hmm. in general. So when people talk about the dearth of men, I question certain things that they're saying. Okay. 
So, for example, in regards to money, and I was talking to Cassie about this as well, and I said, most women argue a wage gap. Depending on the study you aspire to, some women say 70 cents on the dollar, some say 80 cents on the dollar, you know, and some people go 60 cents on the dollar if you're comparing black women to white males. So most people are proponents of this wage gap and men making more money than women. So my thought process is if men are making more money than women, how can we then say that men are not having money? You know, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So if men are making more money than women, like then the argument about men not being able to have homes, cars, all these different things, it doesn't add up if the guys are making more money. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Cassie joked around, like women manage the money more. But really, if you make, if I make 30% more than you make, like I'm not effing it all, all over and living with my mom's house. That's yeah. just not, that's a misnomer. So that's the first thing. So men, everyone thinks that men, and agree that men make more money. Number two, people say that a lot of men don't have jobs. I looked up the data, the Houston Chronicle, and I'll, and I'll um, cite all the evidence in the description below for all the people who want to get the, the, the car facts. But the Houston Chronicle did an article where it said that there is more men than women in the labor force. So, like, in the labor force, there's more men than women. You take... Um, some of the highest paying jobs in America, those are dominated by men. Lawyer, investment banker, sales, insurance sales, financial planners, um, you know, surgeons, like um, computer scientists. I think that's engineers. Mm-mm. Engineers. So all these highest paying fields in America are dominated by men. Everybody agrees to that. Like Fortune 500 CEOs, C-suite executives are dominated by men, and which is why a lot of women are saying that we need to get more women into these fields and break these glass ceilings. Politics dominated by men. So it's hard for me to understand how can the feminist movement complain about women not making the same amount of money as men, not being able to have the same amount of jobs as men, not being in the high fields as men, and then saying that women are doing better than men. And there's not enough men who are doing better than women. That argument doesn't make sense to me. Is there, can you clarify or explain that? Or am I, seeing, am I not seeing something? Well, I think, I think the numbers probably only tell part of the story. Okay. Um... And depends on what feminist, feminist group, mm-hmm. group of women you're talking to as well. I think that's another part. I think age has a big thing um, as well. If you look at like me being a financial planner mm-hmm. or was a financial planner, that was dominated by a lot of guys, but a lot of white, older white males. Mm-hmm. The average age of a financial planner at my time when I was working two, three years ago was 55. Mm-hmm. That was the average age of a financial planner. Yeah. was 55. So... I think age has a big has to do with big things. Obviously, I think race has to do with big things mm-hmm. as well. How do you, how many men these men are white, Hispanic, black, yada yada yeah. yada? I think I'm just saying. You talking about general overall? Yeah, you talking about general right now? Yeah. Um, so, I do think I think age is a big deal um, as far as like what are these people talking about. 
I feel like. So you think the girls are arguing that at a younger age? It might be more women. More women that make I'm, more money. I'm I'm interested. I've heard I've heard different things about that. Yeah, that's I'm, what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm like, interested in hearing that. I don't see how that adds up. End of the day, if if the if the fields that make the most money are predominantly males throughout all ages, like how can women then make more money if these guys are in these fields? If, well, if it depends on the age. I mean, you you could have. You could have a hundred thousand engineers, right? And most of them are men, but you can have I don't know, freaking three hundred thousand women that have their own business and are making more money than engineers. Yeah, but even in in regards to that argument, if one there's more men who have businesses than women, that's why they're trying to encourage women to own and start their own businesses. I think this one study said, or Derek Jackson said it, so take that with a grain of salt. (laughs) (laughs) But he shared that, you know, black women are some of the fastest growing entrepreneurs in America Mm -hmm. because they, historically speaking, a lot of women have not been into the entrepreneurship field. Entrepreneurs are dominated by men. So even to that point, it's like, there's there's not that many women in fields that make a lot of money to be able to say that women at a younger age make more money than men. You know, that's, that's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Like, what, what field are women who are younger making more than guys? Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. And I do think, I feel like, I don't know, man. Because I feel like age, I think age plays a huge age part. I feel, like, I feel like older women that are looking for a, a men that's around their age and yeah. making them out. Oh, like the independent black women age yeah. and making their let's not their go money? black. Remember, let's let's stay oh, away from it, that until we get there. Independent women stage. I think um, I think it might be hard for them to find something because there's a lack of men there that are single <laughs> and they are not married. And you well, know. depending on the area, I think people look it up. Like, what cities do women earn more than men? It's like there's like there's a, a couple studies where they talk about that. Mm-hmm. Those cities are the exception, not the rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. So that's what I'm. I'm saying like the the ideas, the belief system that's founding on it. What concrete data from the bureau department, from you know the CDC, from the census department, mm-hmm. are you getting that information from? Because like I said, if you're saying older women, we all end of the day we all know. Because your first point was maybe it's younger women complaining. Yeah. So if it's if the younger women are saying we make more than men and the older women say we make more than men, that means that women in general make more than men. So either somebody's lying or somebody's not telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you can't 70 cents on the dollar means that if you if I make if I'm throwing out some random numbers, if I'm making if she's making 38, I'm making 46. Yeah. That's like 70 cents on the dollar. So 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 Unless the wage gap isn't true, we can't make the argument that these women are making more money or in better careers. Yeah. And so, like I said, I'm curious to how people are going to analyze that. Like I said, black America in general, we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But, and so, in regards to um, jobs, I mean, in regards to education, that's where I, I see it. In regards to education, I do see that there's more women with bachelor's degree, associate's degree, master's degree, because in my personal opinion, a lot of the, the fields that men enter into, especially, like I said, a lot of guys are more entrepreneurs. Um, you don't need um, these high-performing degrees. Um, the book Millionaire Next Door, talk about like the average millionaire doesn't have a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so it's, so yeah, I definitely see that. But then the next, the thing that I think a lot of, if I'm guessing what girls are complaining about is character and arguing that women have better character than men. How you feel about that? I think that's a big lie. I think that's a really big lie. And I think that I, I really I don't want to play the game like who's worse mm-hmm. because that's just that's the circular debate. Nobody mm-hmm. wins. It's just, yeah. it's just opinion, your personal experiences, what studies are you believing? So I, I will be fair and say even. I think the difference is that when it comes to men and their character, their character is always defined by relationship status. And you talked about it all the time. You and I both said, if yeah. you and I literally had a girlfriend and we, our girlfriend's friends loved us, we'd be a great guy. Easy. Off of that alone. Off of that alone. They would use one thing where obviously this is our opinion yeah. to, to put us in that category. So we were on tour. They asked all the time, why are you guys single? Why are you guys single? You're preaching this God stuff. Why are you? They equate good to married. Mm-hmm. Pursuing relationships, mm-hmm. so I feel like for a lot of guys, and I'll and I'll talk about that in a, in a later video why guys hate marriage, because men are not as, in my opinion, idolaters of marriage. No, um, they not don't de- they don't desire it as much, and so therefore a lot of girls will make paint guys as bad guys who are you know maybe just having sex with women casually, maybe you know they're not interested in relationships. They'll paint those guys as bad guys under that premise. Yeah, you have bad character because you don't want to start a family now. You don't want to get a relationship. Yeah, because we've been saying if you if you're a good if you're a guy that's treating your girl good, especially around her friends, you are an amazing person. Yeah, no matter what you do, um, outside of everything else. Yeah. Um, so good character to me definitely revolves around relationship status. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um. But it's it's so I don't know, and we we talked about this earlier today. Yeah, try to move the mic a little bit closer to you. I think it's kind of yeah, like stop, 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 stop. Okay, we talked about this earlier today. Like I feel like I always give people the benefit of doubt. Mm-hmm. So I always naturally think people have good character until they show me otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I I I necessarily don't. I mean, because I know a lot of great guys mm-hmm. personally. But I I know their life, you know, I know what they what they've been through. I know how hard they're working. I know all these things. I've seen the behind the scenes of their lives, mm-hmm. you know. And some girls, I I've seen that as well. I know they're great girls. But when you try to like, and we may do the same thing when we try to approach a girl and be around these girls, or something bad happens, yada yada yada, they show us a side of them that's probably not the best version of themselves, mm-hmm. and we paint them like, oh, just a. You know, she doesn't have good character. She mm-hmm. doesn't do this. She doesn't do that. And I feel like girls do that the same thing yeah. to guys. So it's really it's really hard to figure out who has good character and bad character yeah. until you actually go behind the scenes. Um, or even you start, especially if you start dating that person. Like everybody, like like we've been saying, gives the best version of themselves the first five dates. Mm-hmm. And when y'all start in relationships, that's when you know, like, oh, this person is, you know, likes this or likes mm-hmm. that, likes yeah. this and likes that. So that's when character become revealed. Um, and I don't know. If, I feel like we hear more bad stories about the men uh, having bad character, making mistakes. 
versus the women yeah. um, because men probably don't talk as much or, you know, exactly. we, yeah, we probably don't talk as much. We don't share stories. We don't yeah. make movies about women doing crazy things, yada, yeah. yada, yada. Um, yeah, the squeaky, the squeaky tire, the squeaky tire gets oil. I remember yeah. Gary V posts. He's been posting. He's on this new wave now where he's telling people all the time. He's like, more happy people need to be sharing their stories because all the miserable people are the loudest. Yeah, and that's the reality of life. The miserable, hurt people are the loudest. They're the ones who dominate the news headline. And I want to do a better job instead of always addressing the the, the negative, miserable people and start celebrating more of the positive, great people. Yeah. And the reason why that's also important is that women are more expressive than men. Yeah. Are way more expressive than men. So if we're going to be hearing people share stories, women are going to be sharing more stories than men. And then the third thing is that, to me, women, sympathy, the orchestra that plays for, the, for women's sympathy is louder than the orchestra that plays for male sympathy. And what I mean by that is, when a girl is sad and she's crying, people are going to condole her. If a guy is sad and he's crying, from my personal experience, they'll, be, they'll tell him to toughen up and man up. There's, there's not a lot of... If you see a, a white male on TV crying about the difficulties of his life, suck it up. You're white. You're white. You're yeah. a male. When we see a woman, it's natural sympathy. Oh, my gosh. Wow, what's going on? And so I feel as though when guys are, you know, if guys were to share and to do all those things and tell all those stories, there's not as much of a reception, not as much of an audience because that is unattractive. A whiny male is unattractive. But like I said, for some women, because of, you know, you know, being more emotional, they're more open to hearing these stories. So I agree, I agree with your point all the way that I think what's happened is all these horror stories about guys are communicated by the most miserable women and then the happy women are literally just living their lives and they're not speaking up as much. Yeah, they just, like you said, living their lives. They don't have to really, they're really praise. I mean, they're not like, Really sharing and praising how good their guy is or how he they was. got time. They're, they're enjoying life. Yeah, sure. Why would I? It, to me, it's like my personal belief. If you're snapping something all the time and not having a good time, yeah, randomly. you're on your phone, y'all. Yeah, yeah, if you're snapping it, like if you're really having a good time, you are lost in the moment. Yeah, you are lost. You're like, so oh. that's how you feel when women are having a good time with men. Yeah. When, when these girls are on vacation, posting everything, snapping everything, gramming everything, you're not really having a good time. Mm-hmm. Guys, also, I don't, I don't look at you like you're having a good time. Because if you were having a real good time, then you would be lost in that moment yeah. instead of showing it every second. Yeah. Like, think about, like, when we're at, when, when, when we're at the party <laughs> and, you're, and you're having fun, you know you're not snapping it as much. Because <laughs> you're lost. I'm lost. <laughs> I'm lost. Not saying what you're lost in. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm lost in it, man. The way it moves. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> and so, um, so, yeah, so I think that I just, I want to create more of a complex narrative for men so that people can see that men in general, like, the, like all these beliefs that they have, how can we help disarm it, and how can we help equip men? Because, like you pointed out, and I want you to touch, like, kind of reiterate this point that you've been saying for years. If you keep on telling men the narrative that they suck, they begin accepting that. Mm-hmm. Can you expound upon that a little bit? Yeah. Um, 
that's the thing. Like, I, it, to me, guys have how they receive stuff, at least from my life. Um, majority of guys is either physical touch, if you're not talking about if we're talking about with women, but it's really words of affirmation from with a lot of guys and how they receive love. Um, and if you're consistently hearing like from the people that can speak over your life or power over your life or can speak life into you that you know a lot of negativity that you're you're bad, you're trash, um, you suck, you're a loser, you're a nobody, et cetera, et cetera. You start to internalize those things, and you start to really just take on the identity, and um, and really just believe what everybody else is telling you, and especially um, with the women, uh, if you know, especially if it's a, if it's a good guy that's trying to do good that's struggling with you know certain things, and the women calls him out on that and say mean nasty things to him, he's just gonna be like, what's the point of it? Just trying to be good because. Um, Everybody feels like I'm like this anyway. And that was me. Well, personally, I struggled with that um, really kind of in the, well, say 2016, 2017. It was a really, like, you know, hard time for me because I had this identity of, you know, the good, you know, successful, you know, biblical guy. And then, you know, all my mistakes was kind of like, coming to the light and not like I necessarily try to hide it and try to act like I was anybody different. I always knew I was a guy that was struggling. Uh, but since everybody's seen it and everybody kind of like, oh, you're just like everybody else, um, then I was just like, man, well, bump being trying, like trying to study the Bible or trying to be this, trying to be that because everybody's just looking at me as this now. You know, I might as well just, you know, just dive right in. Like everybody else thinking I'm trash, I might as well be trash too. Um, because it was just a lot easier for me, honestly. It was so much easier on my on my mental health and my life because I'm sitting here thinking and trying to be good and everybody else trying to be bad. Everybody else thinking I'm bad. And uh it was hard for me because I feel like a hypocrite. And then it was like if everybody's thinking I'm bad and I do be, and I still be bad, it's not me. I'm not a hypocrite no more, at least I'm being honest. I just thought I was like, okay, I'm being honest now. Now I'm free to be honest, you know. Um so I think it's a I think it's a lot of guys in that situation, um, and unknowingly in that situation and struggling in that situation because, you know, they're not necessarily bad men, but they get called bad and just take on our identity. Yeah, that's really good, and I appreciate you sharing that. So, I think the first point is that in in regards to men in general, when it comes to money. We know that on average, men make more money than women. Mm-hmm. So let's remove that misnomer. And like I said, we have the, we have the data in the citations below to be able to um, confirm that. In regards to career, there's more men in the workforce than women. Um, there's more men in the highest paying fields than women. There's more male CEOs. There's more male surgeons. There's more male lawyers. There's more male C-suite executives. There's more male engineers. There's more male, you know, computer science fields, um, more male entrepreneurs. So in regards to career fields, the the idea that men are sucking there, that just is not true. Um, then like as Chris just brought up with character, character, um, if you believe there's more better women than men, I think that's unfortunate because like I said, that's not true. Um, but if you happen to, you know, subscribe to that belief, we just pointed out that a lot of things are not the full picture. 
Like society will paint pictures, uh, communicate certain stories, and people receive certain stories and reject other stories. And um, then the next thing I think a lot of people will begin to question is spirituality. Mm. Um, and they will say there's more women who are, you know, faithful, faithfully following God than men. Um, to which I disagree with that also. Because for, I think the problem is when you equate church attendance to spirituality, then, of course, women dominate. I'm reading a really good book called Why Men Hate Going to Church. I read it a long time ago. I'm rereading it today. And what I like so much about that book is that that book shares an important fact about the Western church is that almost every single religion is male-dominated but Western Christianity. And it's really fascinating because, like, it's just really, really interesting how they said that in the West, church is like church is conveyed in a more feminine way than a masculine way. And I, I know a couple of episodes ago we did a little activity where I read to, read to you from two lists, list A and list B, and then it was clear that you know list B were values that you know the church portrayed over list A, and one was masculine, one was feminine. So I think a quick example of that, and without going too much on a tangent, is. Have you found it interesting that when people talk about, like, following God, they say relationship with God? Mm-hmm. And the author pointed out that nowhere in the Bible does it use the word relationship with God. That's very true. There's nowhere in the Bible where it says relationship with God. Very true. They say walking with God. Yep. They talk about, um, you know, um, following God, mm-hmm. um, sacrificing your life to God, you know, but this idea of relationship with God is very feminine language, right? Um, And so Jesus uses the word kingdom more than he uses the word family, you know? Um, And so I think it's really important that what I started seeing was that and he talked about, like, what are things that people value in the church? Like, singing, mm-hmm. sharing sharing what's on your heart, yep. um, community. Mm-hmm. Like, all these things are just very feminine values. Not saying they're bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying when your church is dominated by feminine values, that you can't get mad when girls are more likely to be there. Uh, he talked about how, you know, a lot of churches will have things like, oh, yeah, go and hug five new people. You know what I mean? I don't want to touch nobody. You know, you know? I'm not hugging you, man. And so, um, and so, yeah. And so then the church will use examples about, look at King David. He was emotional. He was dancing. Like, name me some another time a guy dance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give me another example. And so I think that, and maybe you can speak upon this a little bit as well. I think that when it comes to spirituality, it's not so much that guys aren't following God. Is that one, most guys, number one demon is the lust demon. That's the number one demon, and that's mm-hmm. so biological. Um, and then also, I don't think a lot of churches do a well, good job of supporting men the way they do women, in my personal opinion. I'm curious to your thoughts. Yeah. Hmm, how can I put this? Church, to me, well... I wouldn't say to me, but church seems like sometimes, not all churches, but some churches, 
seems <clears throat> like a business, mm -hmm. right? So if you have a business, you have a marketing scheme, you have a target audience. Mm -hmm. Some churches have a target audience of going after women with some of the language, uh, some of the tools, some of the programs that they have. Um, and men, especially they get men of, of age, 18 and older, mm -hmm. get out the house. Um, they have the decision to go to church or not. Um, it's more likely not because, you know, their mom is not dragging them, sister's not dragging them, ex grandma, et cetera, et cetera. And you, like, you, you got to just kind of have to think about, it, like, the structure of church. Mm -hmm. You know, you get there, you know, you greet people, don't greet people, yada, yada, yada. You sing about two, three songs, you know, somebody comes. What are the songs like? Wrap me in your arms. <laughs> Wrap me I've in. God is awesome. He can't move No, not, not even, not even, like, that's a good song. That's an amazing song. But I'm saying, like, they're very, me and God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Intimately together. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't even think of one off the top of my head right now. But anyways, it's a lot of, like you said, intimate, like, songs. Yeah. Then they probably have some announcements. And then they have their prayer uh, for the whole community. While they sing a song, and then it's the um, then it's the sermon, and then after the sermon, it's another song, and then church is over with. Um, so even that structure is probably not appealing to a lot of guys um, because it's a lot of singing. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of singing, um, and it's a lot of sitting around. And depending on how the the pastor is, um, if he's not funny, I I noticed that. If the pastor's not funny, the guys won't come because you could be very monotone or whatever. It's like sitting in class almost. Um, so it's a lot of it's a lot of language and tools that that are not really appealing to guys, mm. you know. And most guys, uh, it's been a period of time where I went to church by myself. Not the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, but most guys won't do that. Yeah. Um, most guys want they they will have to go with another group of guys or they go with a, some kind of woman. Yeah. Um, and necessarily doesn't mean they're not spiritual. Yeah. Um, so I do think that the church unknowingly, unwillingly target women, um, and doesn't make it appealing towards um, men. I and I I agree with you and and I think I I'm, I'm really curious to the feedback that people are going to share about that because I don't think people understand how serious that is. Like for example, I tell people all the time, if Drake had a concert, men and women would go. If Migos had a concert, men and women would go. If um freaking Yo Gotti had a concert, men and women would go. But let's just be honest. I'm not disrespecting the guys who go. But how many guys are really going to Beyonce concerts? How many guys are really going to Rihanna concerts? How many really guys are going to see Megan Thee Stallion? You know what I mean? And so what happens is when you have a message like geared towards men, you will always see a diversity in the group. You have a message geared towards women, it will always be just women, just women there. Do you feel like as you feel like men should get over that? Like, over that, you know, it's not about, you know, who's targeting who and all that stuff. It's kind of about being obedient, and so you should still go to church as a, you know. I think you should get over that. I just know that for some people, it's unbearable. 
And that's the reality of it. So, for example, you talked about the pastor, and that's a great point. Not even just be him being funny, but emotional pastors relate to whom? Women. And then think about the pastors that you like. More sermons. I'm, I'm not even going to go on this rapid trail, but I remember when you came to you know, one, of, one of my churches, and you're like, this message was everywhere. You like, oh I, my god, remember this message was everywhere. You know, and you like yeah. guys like it clear, straight yeah, to yeah, the yeah. point. Give yeah. me a joke here and there, yeah. but boom, 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 boom. Yeah. You know, that's why you liked um that old pastor that church used to go to. Yeah, and so it's not the church, but you got to understand there's a preaching style. Yeah, of the most popular guys. Think about the most popular guys, who, in all honesty, are very feminine styles. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason why people love Gary Vee. Gary Vee's that masculine, straight to the point, you know, brash, bravado guy, Joe Rogan. There's a reason why people like the, the Ben Shapiro types. There's a reason why people gravitate towards those guys. Yeah. In the church world, you don't see as many guys like that. So I'm not talking about the cussing and the root. I'm just saying that style. That And the guys who are like that are the ones that people love, like the Matt Chandlers yeah. or the Mark Driscolls. Like, yeah. those are the ones that men gravitate towards. So I don't think, like I said, so do men have to get over it? Yes, to an extent. But some things are just like, they're biological, Yeah, in my opinion. If you're going to do something to intentionally, because my thing is that, remember when we had Reverend Alexander from, from Wheeler? Mm-hmm. And I asked him in season one, why there's not a lot of guys in church? And he said, I don't know. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Either... Don't know, you don't care. Or what's the third thing? Uh, they don't know, don't show, they don't care. Yeah. You know, so it's like, if you don't know that. You don't show it. You know, No, I'm just saying, let's start yeah, from yeah, don't, yeah. Know. don't know. If you, if you don't know why, and, you, and if you really don't, like, it is, it is what it is. Like, if, if anything is predominantly women, women throw a fit. Yeah. It's predominantly male, women throw a fit and want equality. And so I think that, it's a problem. End of the day, it's a problem. It's like, it's like another perfect example. You have predominantly white churches mm-hmm. who will complain, like, why is there not any black people in our church? Because you ain't appealing towards us. Exactly. Yeah. Should black people just get over and go to church? Yeah, sure. sure. But we have to be honest. There's things that, there's wisdom of God that God has given us that help us attract people towards our communities. Yeah. I'm not saying like, you know, it's watered down the mess. I'm just saying there's just wisdom. Yeah. You want to bring people in to hear the word of God, do the best of your ability to bring them in. So the churches are not even trying. Because yeah. this one, in the book, it's a really great book. He talks about that in, in, the, in the church market, they're making money off of it. Don't forget. I, I said some of them are business. Exactly. They definitely. And they if, your know business, if your business is in the green, why change things up? Exactly. Why? Even for us, like, we, earlier on, when our most popular episodes were just the Stefan Speaks episodes that went viral, we could have easily just stayed in the green and stayed there. But we're like, no, we know that Stefan's a majority female audience, so we're going to have majority females there. We want to address men. So we were able to eat red. Mm-hmm. Because we knew that's, that's the best way moving forward. Churches will eat the red. Mm-hmm. And so I think the, the spirituality argument, um, I, I, I just think that the church is so unappealing to men. That's why you have the nation of Islam, predominantly male. Islam in general, predominantly male. Judaism, think about 
almost every successful person, not every successful person who's Jewish for the most part will celebrate their Jewish heritage. You know, Ben Shapiro goes to synagogue. Like they, they kind of celebrate it. Like it's cool. But like I said, I think the Christianity is just, um, is, is feminine. And so I think that the church, like spirituality wise, are women more religious? I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think so. Um, but in regards to church attendance, yeah, I'll give it to the women. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I do think so. Is because it is just more emotionally attached to, to God. Yeah. I think it's different. I think, I think, and I'm interested to hearing why. I, I want you to explain to that, and I want to tell you what I think. because uh, I think, I think men, like I think, I think they just get over stuff, or they use other things to cope with their problems. I.e., women, drugs, alcohol, um, you know, things like that, and they necessarily—I mean, they may say they're spiritual, but I don't know if they're actually just understanding what's going. On. I think I hear you can hear women all the time, like God, this God brought me through that, God got me through this, God got me through that, and um, you know, yada 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 yada. Men really—I mean, they really don't say that, like at least from at least. <clears throat> From the men I've been around. And so my question to you is, is them not expressing it a sign of them being a lack of spiritual or mm-hmm. them being lack of ex- being expressive? It could be lack of being expression. But, like, if you're spiritual, you, I mean, you kind of, you know, if like since we're, you got you to gotta show it. And I, you got to talk about it. And I, and I think, and I, and I like where you're going with this one. I think guys talk about it because... And I think guys are a bit different in how they live it out. So the first thing that I realize is that, and I see it in you. If you're, if you feel like someone's not happy with you, you will not be around them. Yeah, I don't have to. You won't talk about them. You won't associate. You you kind of distance yourself from that thing. Yeah, you're not happy. I ain't got to be around you. Or you ain't got to talk to me. I think a lot of guys are like that. If a lot of guys feel like I'm not good enough, and it's a very interesting dynamic to why fatherlessness occurs in some places. When mm-hmm. a guy feels like he's not good enough, he's like, well, I would rather my son not have me because I'll F it up. Interesting Future. dynamic. Future. Perfect. Russell Wilson. Um, and so I think for some guys, that's how they are with God. That's why a lot of guys will go to church when they're older. Yeah, because I think a lot of guys, um, yeah, I can see that. God disappointing them. So what's the point of me being around? Yes. Or, yeah. you know. Am I living right? I'm but not does, doing does the that right make thing. them spiritual? Huh? Does that make them spiritual? Well, no, what I'm saying is, I think that that somewhere in Western Christianity, because in Islam and culture is different, in Western Christianity, some guys have developed this idea that because I'm not doing or if I did bad things, I need to run away from God. Yeah. So I agree with you there that there's some girl, some women would more they, they'll go to they'll like lean that, them that's in because it's a relationship. Yeah. You love me no matter what, exactly. You know, and so this is fascinating. Thing. And it's, it's like, like yeah, because like God to them is like you know a protective man. God to us is like you know no, both this, of them are dad. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying yeah. I don't know women really just like I know both of them are dad. But like men, if you made your dad mad, you're not going to run to him. Like and you that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The women think about a woman's dynamic with her father. Mm-hmm. I'm daddy's girl. Yeah, exactly. So, like, daddy, I'm sorry. You know, like, yeah, exactly. dad's never, like, I'm just obviously speculating. Yeah, obviously, of course, you know, of course, of course. But, like, from my understanding, it's like, there's not a, you talked about all the time, your, your, your sister is not afraid of your dad the way you are. No, no, and I, we can I, cut that off if we no have means. to. I mean, we probably will, but okay. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, she's like, my sister is not as afraid as my dad as I am. Yeah. Like, there's just, 
I think when you like the dynamic between father's daughter is different than father's son. Unfortunately, it shouldn't be that way. Shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. But I think that's how it is. So I think church wise, then it then it, it could be something very similar. You know, it could be something very very. So we, similar. we think of dad like man, like when God's mad, it's like dang, God's mad. You don't want to talk to you right yeah. now. I'm I'm just gonna go my own way. Yeah. But then maybe sometimes for women, it's like God's disappointed. I'm sorry, daddy, and he forgives me and he loves me, and I journal about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I journal about yeah. it. You know. Uh, oh so, my goodness. So, so I think I think it's that's that's why yeah. I think women are, are more spiritual because they it's just like uh, it's like their anchor. Yeah. You know, men ain't got no anchor. Yeah. 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 Men ain't got no anchor. They anchor is football. Anchor is something else. Anchor is, is, I think it's is, a, I think it's like community. I think anchors is the other guy friends, and that's where a lot of guys get get jacked up. Where too, if you have bad guy friends, i.e., gang members, that's how that's why guys like gang so much because they feel that love, that camaraderie, that you know they can question. Mm-hmm. Do you think women find that camaraderie in church? Hmm. And that's why guys are not as hmm. open to that because you don't find that in church. You don't think about it when you're finding your friends as a guy. You find it in sports. You yeah. find it, you know, video, video games. games. Yeah. You find it in the, you're not going to church to find it. But then if you're a girl, it's very you very rare that you go to church. Yeah, you can find it. I found yeah, you a lot. Find, of I found a lot of people. And so, but like, then maybe if it's because of women, you know, some of them, since church is more open and you build friends, a community, and women's group, and all that stuff, you can create more camaraderie. So, therefore, it makes it more of an appealing place. Yeah. I think, I think that could be a part of it. I also think that it's just, yeah, because there's a lot more women there. Yeah. I think it's just because there's a lot more women there. Yeah. Uh, and that can lead to them being more spiritual in the religious Christians perspective. Because you see a whole, all these women doing the same thing. All these women praying, they're praying, and they're on the worship team, and they're serving, and they're feeding the homeless, all kinds of stuff. And the men are, where they at? Yeah. So it's like, that's what they grew up looking at. And, yeah. and these young boys didn't grow up going to church like that. Exactly. And they didn't grow up, and they didn't grow up seeing that it's a masculine thing. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's a whole, it's nothing but women in church. Exactly. And so that's why I think. That's why I think women are more spiritual. Yeah. And that's why I think church need to do a better job. I agree. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I agree. Yeah. And so, which leads us to the black conversation. I think we've given the others. The others. <laughs> a good percentage of time. Which leads us into the black conversation. And I, I'm really glad you brought up this last point. You brought up the point that because they were raised like this, now it affects them today. Correct. Without going too deep into this, I don't think a lot of, in my personal opinion, I don't think a lot of people give black men the sympathy that they deserve for all that they went through. I remember a couple years ago when, you know, Bree was on the show, we had that debate about black men versus black women who had it worse. You know, obviously, we were just, just fun stuff. But to me, I think... I have a question for you. Would you rather be a dead lion or a beaten, wounded dog? <laughs> a dead lion. Rather be a, rather be a dead lion than be a be, beaten, wounded dog. It depends on yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what point you're about to make, so yeah. One of them is dead. One of them is alive. Yeah. So I mean, beaten, wounded. Yeah. Define wounded. Like, am I like I got my leg cut off or something? No, you're just wounded. You're just beat up, but you're still alive. Oh. All right, I can deal with that. 
And so uh, <laughs> I, 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 I then I think about that because it's like end of the day, the black men were getting murdered. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the women were getting raped. They were getting beaten. Yeah. But black men historically were getting murdered. Yeah. No more. And so I think that we have to do a, a journey backwards. Yeah. Because I agree with you. If we're going to go money, I would agree that there's more women who make more money, in my opinion, than men. Black community. Black community. I, yeah. would, I would argue that. Yeah. E- easily. I think you take away the sports, it's no contest. <laughs> like, it's no contest whatsoever. Are we counting the, the, the cocaine money that's, in the, that's not being filed with the taxes? And then I can argue men. Yeah, but how many guys are really making money? They ain't cocaine. Yeah, but you, you know what I mean? Money, a lot of them, like, come on, you guys are, you guys are bottom dwellers. You're not really. I mean, yeah, they ain't Frank money. Lucas. Yeah, 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 obviously. But um, you, can make some, you can make some money. Then careers, women. Easy. Character, I would give. I would give women. I would give women. To be fair, to, I mean, go back to the original conversation. We don't know, but yeah, yeah. But I and the reason here's why I would give it to women, because I will say that nowadays it's, it's challenging because of the city girl movement it's and stuff like that. That's so today I would say it's even, but I would say like you know we're kind of going past twenty thirty years. Like the hood, the thug life hood culture really made a lot of guys turn into bad people, in my opinion. And I didn't, and I, I didn't see that thug life hood culture in women. That's why we're giving the black community. I know. I hear your yeah. argument. I hear your argument. Um, and so that's why I would give it to spirituality. Is not even a question. Not even a question. But then here, but let's then here's why I think we need to have more sympathy. And the first thing is that. I don't think people understood how the war on drugs devastated black America. It devastated it. Because when I did my video about, you know, there's all men cheat is a myth, I brought up the numbers that there's more men than women in America between the ages of 20 to 40, which, are tr- which is true, and I cite that below. And then women argued with me that, what about in the black community that number isn't the same, which is 100% true. And there's a great New York Times article, which I will also cite below, which talks about that there's one point, they call it the 1.5 million, uh, 1.5 million missing black men in America. Mm, mm, mm. Because there's one, in the, between the age group, there's 1.5 million more women than men for two reasons, two major reasons, and that's one, incarceration, and the second one, because of murder. Um, and so there is a uh, disparity in regards to the black men in the black male community. But a lot of that came from the war on drugs, which really, really damaged these guys. Um, like, and I don't want to get too deep into it. I talked about my other video about what's going down with black America. But um, most black people lived in the South during the Civil War era. After the Civil War era, it's an era called Reconstruction, where America was rebuilding the South and supposedly trying to rebuild, rebuild, rebuild black America, which is why you hear things about 40 acres and a mule. That was promised to black Americans during Reconstruction. And then they removed all the evil, like, you know, Confederates from the government position. And then all of a sudden, you started seeing equality and better things happening in the South. Eventually, uh, for some reason, the United States government decided to end Reconstruction. The North pulled away from the South and gave the South back to Confederate leaders and to a lot of these racist people, which ushered into the Jim Crow era. And 
so what the Jim Crow era for a lot of people was just as bad as slavery with the lynchings and all the sharecropping, tenant farming. It's just as bad. So that's when blacks started leaving the South in that first period of time was the 1920s called a Great Migration. So when people were like, well, how did black people get to Harlem? Migration. Um, so a lot of black people left the South for, these inner, for the inner cities because a lot of these inner cities had good paying jobs in the factories. And then after World War II, you had a second great migration where blacks flooded inner cities. So that's why black people are in Los Angeles. That's why black people are in Detroit and Chicago and New York City and Philadelphia. They weren't, they weren't born there. They migrated because of the evils that were going on during the Jim Crow South. And a lot of them migrated there for the jobs in the factories. But then what happened was globalization started happening. My people started moving to su suburbs. And then a lot of these factories started leaving these inner city places, which left a lot of guys out of employment. I think if I was watching this documentary, I think it's called Bastards of a Party, where it talks about what was going on in Los Angeles. And I believe that it's really funny. They showed a, a picture of Compton High School in 1950, and it was all white. Yep. Do you, do you ever see that together? I No, nah, nah, we didn't see it together, but I, I know some schools like this. It's all white. Yeah. And then like five, six years later, it's all black. And then it talked about there was a Tyson chicken factory in Compton in that area that was shut down and like 15,000 men lost their job. So then they said, you know, after during the Vietnam War era, then you had the heroin and the cocaine flooding the community. Ooh. Guys started selling them. Then guys were getting arrested. Guys were using them. Men in prison, all that stuff. And then men, out, they're in prison, they're out of the home. Um, and then you factor into welfare, and then some of the some of the advantage, some of the things about welfare is that you know I'm I'm not a welfare expert, so I could be wrong. But one of the arguments is that it incentivizes women to not have a male in the household because um, either if a, if he's in the house, his salary will put you over the money line to get welfare, even though it's not that much money. Or like I think two able-bodied couples. Is less money. I don't know the details. I just know that it, some people argue it incentivizes single motherhood. So you see that now a lot of people today are children of that generation. Yeah, they're children of the 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 war on drugs, and there are a lot of guys who are raised in single parent households. I think the numbers shows in the 1960s. Like, black people were married and families. The single motherhood was not anywhere close to what it is now. I think now it's up to 71%. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, and like, I think it said in the 60s, it was like at like five, no, not between seven to 12% in the 60s. And so, and now, like I said, I'll cite all this stuff below. And so you see it like this is a byproduct of the negative effects of American society on black America. Yeah. To why they're single mothers. Which leads us to the conversation about the effects of growing up with a single mother. Mm. Mm. And I don't want to disrespect anybody, but this is just some things that we've learned, researched, and talked about. Derek Jackson came on the show and he talked about how a lot of guys are, were coddled mama's boys nowadays. 
And because they were coddled so much by their mother, they made a point that their mom would cut up their, you know, yeah, <laughs> sandwiches, sandwiches and feed it to them. <laughs> feed, cut off the crust. <laughs> so wouldn't choke them. Funny guy. <laughs> He's a clown, man. Um, and so now you, so what you see is a generation of guys who are extremely coddled. And you also see a generation of guys who were also their mother's husbands. Mm. Explain that. So there's this really great book by Dr. William Julius. I forgot his last name. I think it's William Julius something. He's a professor at Harvard University. He wrote a book called um, More, um, More Than Just Race, The Difficulties of Being Black and Poor in the Inner City. It's a great book about like really what happened in the inner city. It's a fantastic book. Um, and one of the points that he brought up was that... Um, uh, what happens in impoverished communities, the reason why a lot of these communities, women don't get abortions, is that when you grow up in a broken home, you yearn for love so much. And because you learn, yearn for love so much, a lot of times people will take a kid because, or they will keep the kid because they want to be loved by somebody. Um, and so the problem with that is your child shouldn't be your source of being loved. Your child should be the source of you loving, but you shouldn't depend on your child as a source of you receiving love. So he ends up, you know, being the husband because he needs, that's his job is to love you. Um, and so you just see the negative effects it has on a lot of these males that we've seen currently today. Yeah, and just real quick, Disclaimer. Uh, yeah, I mean, if anybody's a single parent, mother or father, this is one of the things that we're just seeing and we're discussing. We're just wondering um, if this could be true or not. So don't take some of these things as offense or anything. Just take it as like we're trying to figure some things out to create um, better, more healthier, healthier men. And we're not necessarily blaming anybody. We're just pointing out some of the things that we see in our lives. Um. Yeah, I feel like the people I know that grew up in single parent households, mostly women parent parent households, um, they just just haven't grown up just yet. You know, they're you know it's not like they're relying on their mom, but. You know, you would have heard the term, you know, burn the bridge. Mm -hmm. They just haven't burnt the bridge. Or cut the umbilical cord. Or cut the umbilical cord. You know, so it's something where, like, I'm a tr I can try something, but I know I have a safety net. Mm -hmm. You know, and I know that, you know, at the end of the day, moms would give me money, give me, give, get, feed me, wash my clothes, do all these things that I necessarily don't want to do or don't have to do. Because she'll do it for me. Mm -hmm. um, and that creates the guy that's not as mature, um, that doesn't do the things that he needs and should do. Um, and it just he's just not grown up yet. And that's why it's a thing, it's another reason because you I, I don't know if you've seen a study or heard of a study, but I feel like we talked about it a little bit before that, you know, women grow more mature than men. I don't know if you did we talk about that before? We we debated that. I oh we debated I disagreed it. with it. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. We'll circle back to this. <laughs> um so, and I, and I think single mothers, honestly, I think they raise single girls and single boys completely different. I think they raise their daughters to be strong, independent, and you don't need to rely on no man. 
Um, and then they kind of raised the guy, you know, not similar, like a little bit more fem- feminine, um, taking care of them and like trying to set them like up, not like as a man, but some towards like, um, I don't know how to explain this. Not so much more like. There's something on you, but. Okay. All right, yeah, you got it. Now I've lost my train of thought. Yeah. Um, I feel like women would teach their their daughters to be independent of men, and I feel like they'll teach um, their. Here we go. I feel like they'll teach their son not to be like their father. Exactly, the anti man. Anti man. Um, so their father would, you know, yelling, drunk, alcoholic all the time. She would, you know, purposely deter him from all those things. It was necessarily not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but I do think it creates some, like, some kind of coddling effect to, like, where men tend to lean on their mothers because, you know, mama's always there and she always do something for me. I think that's why a lot of women complain about the lack of maturity in men. Yeah. And then also, I think you got to also take into the consideration that um, there's, like, three things I also th- thought about. The first thing is that if a if a woman hasn't healed from the hurt, whether th- from the father not being there, she will take it out on the son. Because no matter what, the son is the child, the father's offspring. Yeah, you so consistently gonna, reminded about yeah, that guy. You're a reminder. Think about it. I don't think people understand that dynamic. We talked about it before. If you hate a man, yeah, his son will look and act like him. Yeah. He is a clone and a resemblance of that man you hate. Yeah. If you haven't dealt with that hate in your heart, you're going to take it out on him. Hopefully you don't, but I mean, a yeah, chance. Yeah. If you don't heal from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you don't heal from it. And so, um, so I, I, I see that that's one thing. And then to the flip side of men, because you talk about the over-coddling men, then you have the over-aggressive men. Mm-hmm. Like I said... Um, like, unfortunately, for some single mothers who are trying their best, they're stressed out, they're frustrated, and they're going through a lot. And unfortunately, that's not a combination to create healthy parenting all the time. So you see sometimes, and, and, and I'm not trying to, you know, make fun of them, but if I go to Walmart and you see worn out mothers, they're, they're nasty. Sit your ass down, boy. Yeah. Like you see them. I'm like, dang, he's like one years old, you know, like, and you see, she's just so fed up. And then the problem with that is when you're having that type of energy towards a boy, you're making him into a monster. Mm -hmm. Your anger and and, and malice and aggression, like you feeding a baby that, woo, Mm -hmm. when he grows up and he's six foot five now, the whole DeMarcus Cousin angry black man thing, oh, you'll see it. Yeah. And so, um, so <laughs> for me, that's the second thing is that going back, if you don't deal with the anger, like pain, they don't understand how they're creating these boys into monsters by being so angry and violent. So many, I've heard so many stories from guys talking about how aggressive and violent their mothers were. They're just angry from the past and having yeah. healed from it. Yeah, not being able to make enough money, not being able to take off. Yeah. And I understand it, but it's like, yo, the worst thing you can do is take that out on an innocent child and expect it not to affect them. Yeah. It's going to affect them. Yeah. 
And then the third thing is that to the to the flip side of your point about the the passive, ill prepared guy, when a when a guy lacks masculine energy, he leans towards hyper masculine energy. When a girl lacks masculine energy, I think she does the same thing, which I think is a very interesting dynamic. And this is me just theorizing here. I look at it like if I thought about this. Oh gosh, I want to go here. I'm gonna go here. <laughs> we, can I was go, a pre- we can circle back around. I was a preschool teacher, and I got three new students who um, they they came to our school out on scholarship because their mother had no money and she was desperate. Turns out their dad would abuse them, would beat them, like I think even sexual stuff with them. He's just a terrible, terrible Whoa. man. So these three kids came into my school. And then I remember I was hanging out with them. Um, I was, you know, I was, we were, I think we were painting. And then the girl, for some reason, kept on staring at me. She was like three or four years old. I thought it was just really weird, but I was like, sure, why not? You know what I mean? Like, I understood why she probably, like, I was just nice to her. She probably never experienced a nice male to her. And then all of a sudden, you know, um, this is really weird. She just like started like patting my hand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what you asked? And I was just like, okay, I guess so. Yeah. And then so and and then she just grabbed and started holding my hand and just and just like smiling. And I was like, no, this is weird. I, now it's weird. I was, it was weird. Yeah, was, now it's getting ridiculous. And I was just like, I guess, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was in a classroom with a bunch of other kids. There's teachers there, and and they, everyone thought it was just cute. And I was just like, it was weird, but it was like I understood why she like she was because her whole time was like every time I did something nice to her. She was just like, oh, I can talk to you. I can. Like, she was just seeing like, I've never touched a male before. You know, like it was just, I saw her just for the first time, like, like being drawn to masculine energy and just appreciating it and just mm. feeling safe. And then I remember she was just smiling and coloring a picture and just kind of holding my hand. I was just like, you know, she was just happy. And I was like, man, this girl, her whole life, she's never gotten male affirmation. And it probably feels so amazing. Yeah. So I was like, man, I wonder what happens to a girl who never gets that. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what kind of guy gives it to her first. Mm. I wonder, because usually, think about the guy who's shooting at girls at young ages is that dog. Yeah. Is that guy who's, who's yeah. suave, yeah. who's going to give you that energy. Yeah. And then also it's like when you don't have it, you want it in excess. So you want the masculine you know, you want that masculine guy. Yeah. And usually that masculine guy at the young age isn't the best guy. And it goes back to a lot of the kids in the hood. It's why they love the drug dealers. It's why they love the, these guys. When you're not around masculine energy, like the, the most masculine guys, it just draws you to them. And so I see it as like, we also don't know the effects of like, that's why these guys are so into thug life, into stuff like that. Because when you're the prey of the masculine energy, man, the most masculine guys, you love it. Especially in the 60s and 70s, we lost King, we lost Malcolm X, we lost all these leaders in the Black Panther Party and places like that. So the only people left were the drug dealers in the communities that were like the role models and the leaders. So, um, So yeah, I just think that there's so much effects that aren't these kids' fault. Yeah. But these kids nowadays are... Our age. Yeah. And they're men now. Yeah. And all the girls, the girls are like, all these guys ain't shit, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, who raised these guys, though? hmm Yeah. And it's like now, it's like a, 
it's like a PSA to all the, the single mothers that's like, you know, around our age. It's like if you have a son, you can't you can't do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You can't start that cycle because it's only gonna get worse. Um and, and a lot of people are continuing that cycle. Exactly. You cannot continue that cycle. Um and I think it's so it's so tough for men or women to be both parents. Like I I I would I would definitely take on Woo! I would never take on the single father role. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I mean, I just know for it to be best, I need you know, mm-hmm. I need a woman there as well. So this whole thing, where it's like I can do better all by myself, men or women, it's not true. It's and, not true. And that to me is the worst. Gosh, it's, and it's not a. And to me, it's you gotta take pride out of everything, man. You got to. You got to. You gotta take what? Pride out. Yeah, you cannot have that yeah. much pride. Oh, that's real. You cannot have that much yeah. pride. Like in that, in that, I mean, I love you brought that up, man. That's something that, like I said, you, you, you believe that. I'm just, I'm serious. Like I, I remember, I was watching this one girl say, "I'm gonna raise my daughter all by myself." You don't understand. Your daughter is gonna be, for the most part, a heterosexual woman. She's going to want men. You're bitter and you're worn out, and you don't care about men anymore. So yeah, it's easy for easy for you to shut them out of your life. But when your daughter is 12, 13 years old and then going through puberty, she's gonna want men. And you deprive her from men her entire life. Trust me, the guys who are gonna get your daughter are the same guys that got you. Yeah. And you don't even know it. Yeah. And I see that, man. And you, that's why you see the same cycles. You, like your daughter's gonna be just like you. You thinking that you just don't need guys, it's it's good for you. Wait till she turns 14, 15, 16. Yeah. See what happens then. Gotta pray. Uh, I'm serious, man. I'm serious. Like, people gotta, you gotta take out of all the the hurt and past experiences and keep your kids out of it. You got to. Yeah. I mean, that's including me as well. So, I mean, whoo, you got to, man. You got to. And And that's why I think we always. Preach, I mean, we preach towards men, but we preach towards everybody. But character and self awareness and involving is our central forefront of this podcast. Mm-hmm. You gotta, like, we all gotta create and be better people. Period. Yeah. Period. Because we gonna have people that's gonna rely on us and to create a better world. To me, I don't know about how Feast feel about this, but to me, families is the of fastest course, way. Of course, it's the fastest course. way to create a better world. Of course. And no, I agree with that hundred. The more broken people and these broken people have kids, gonna have broken kids. Yeah. And and so and like I said, I think the, the point of me sharing about the black thing is that yes, black men are behind, but if you understood why they were behind. Yeah, you understand. You, you have, have so much sy- sympathy. sympathy. Yeah. You wouldn't be like, oh, these men ain't shit. It's like, dude, you, like it's so funny. When does a kid become accountable for his bad behavior? In your opinion, when does a kid become accountable for his baby? Yeah. Oh, at what age? What did I get in trouble? That I knew I was doing probably around six, seven grade. Six, I don't know what eight grade? grade. The age that's that like is. eleven to twelve. Might be a little bit. Yeah, I'll say that. Eleven. So I. So there was this kid in my school. Uh, when I was teaching preschool named Christian, and this kid was, I, I, I really had a heart for Christian. And, um, but Christian was not a good boy. Mm. I'm talking about, he was the most violent three-year-old I've ever met in my life. Mm. And, and he wasn't that violent, but I've never seen anything like him. 
Like if you would, if you had a daughter and you would see what he did to girls, he did it to girls and boys, but obviously girls were just easier. Yeah, you would, you probably would have killed him. I'm not gonna lie to you. What were we doing? So when he got mad, you would like I'm telling you, you would see. Yeah, you can see it on. His you face. see it on his face, and it's a scary because he's like, hey, he's like sweet, and he does this. And he's like, it's like he charges up, you know? And then when he reaches full power, <laughs> he grab a girl by the hand, slam her head against the wall. No. People won't believe me. Nobody will believe me. Are you serious? People, there's so many stories. I, I, I need God to give me a TV and hook my brain to it so you guys can see it. Nobody will believe me. That's insane. He would please. grab your hair and smash it against stuff. That was his go-to move. Because girls were easy because they had more hair. And then he would punch you in the face when he was mad. Then he would grab stuff and he would hit you in the face with it. Like he he knew how to make people suffer. That's the thing. That was the scariest part about him. Usually kids when they like they don't know how to make yeah. you suffer. Yeah. He knew how to make you suffer. Jeez Louise. Like he knew how to inflict the most pain. He wasn't biting and scratching, and he would hurt you. Yeah. And it was scary, bro. And you know, but but like I said, we had a lot of compassion. But the question is, Christian at three got kicked out of like seven different preschools because he beat everybody up. Oh my god! But he's been doing it since he was two. Yeah. And then people will then argue, where did he learn that from? I don't know. Yeah. Like you could argue that he learned that from somewhere. Cool. But when is he accountable? He's at three. Oh my gosh, he's a little kid. Kick him out of school. Four, he's a little kid. Kick him out of school. Five, little kid, kick him out of school. Eventually, what's going to happen? Eventually, he's not going to be a kid anymore. But he learned that. But it wasn't his fault he was abusive. He learned these bad behaviors at a young age. Yeah. And he, and he was in a toxic home to, to see so much violence, to know that's how you do violence towards people. But like I said, eventually, when he's... Lord, for Lord, no worst place from there. He's in freaking juvie right now. No one cares that when he was two years old, he saw his mom get beat up all day long. Yeah, nobody cares about that. And so it's like, I started seeing. I was like, dang, bro, we don't give a shit about people, bro. Oh my gosh, I don't don't even told you the story. I'm going for days with my stories. Man, there was this kid. Um, his lady calls me and she wants help. She's a lawyer. And she wants help because she deals with a lot of black kids who are, um, I think they're minors, who are about to be charged as adults because of the crimes they committed. And it's some serious crimes. Yeah. And, um, but, but unfortunately, um, she was telling me that, like, no one knows how they got there, so nobody cares by the time they get to that age. Like, 15, 16-year-old boys, no one cares. So there was this guy who was, in her opinion, like, so, def- so, like, he grew up in an unhealthy home, abuse. He was so mentally gone that he was, like, had an intelligence of, like, a, a, a 10-year-old. But he was, like, a grown 17-year-old, 18-year-old kid. And he had a girlfriend. Oh, God. Guess how old his girlfriend was? 12. 11. He had the brain of a 10-year-old, she told me. And so he relates to children. But like I said, he went through so much trauma in his life. He's so effed up. He had an 11-year-old girlfriend. One day she got mad at him. He, she got mad at him and told her parents. 
That's why he's in. That's why he's in jail right now, about to be charged as a sex offender, and like I think seven years, seven ten years, and about to be labeled as a sex offender for the rest of his life. He, in prison, I think he got rushed to the emergency ward because he tried to cut off his penis. And his thought process was, my this was this what she told me, my PP got me in trouble, so I want it gone. That's how that's how undeveloped his mind is. And it's so sad because at the end of the day, no one gives a shit about an 18 year old kid talking to 11. They don't want to hear your backstory. But when you start seeing about people who are behind, you gotta you gotta really hear how did they get here. And I see for so many guys is that we don't understand the trauma of childhood that creates the beast of today. How long have we gone into this? An hour 20, we've been going for kind of long. I want to talk about male savages. Do you, should we save this or should I? Should I part should to I, it. Part to it? Fuck it. But I want to talk about this publicly. Oh, then, yeah, we have to save it. Okay. I mean, we... It's like one hour and 20 minutes. Do you want to make it an hour and 30? You want to think savage is going to be 10 minutes? I just want to touch it real quick. Maybe I'm going to get into deep depth with it later. All right. I don't think people understand how, like, guys who are savages, by definition, who just run in these streets and doing terrible things with girls, how they got that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah. I don't think they understand. And I don't, I don't think they want to hear it either. I don't think two conversations that are very unpopular... I don't think people understand how many guys were sexually abused as a kid by men and by women. Yeah. How they lost their virginity. Yeah. The, a lot of the guys I know were extremely savages, lost their virginity to older women. Yeah. And no one's and talking about super young age. And no one's talking about that shit. No. No one talks about that. Because there's, like, that's a real thing. And I think, and if they do talk about it, it's kind of like, uh, okay. Because, like, we can believe believe his name out. It's like Charlemagne. Yeah. Like he talks about it, but yeah. he kind of you know brushes it under the rug. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not Virginia 14. Man. Who cares? Yeah. To all the women, and then the other point is that going back to the character argument about girls, girls are not being held accountable to that. Yeah. And nowhere you see that the most. You see it the most in um, teachers who have sex with kids. Yeah. It's predominantly females with younger boys. Yeah, it is. It is. So that's why that's all the time I've seen growing up is always female teachers to younger boys. So we're not having these conversations about how these guys are ending up this way. And then the second point is that men get heartbroken too. Great episode that we Great did. Great episode, yeah. You don't understand when a guy gets heartbroken, he enters savage mode. Yeah. We all, uh, almost everybody goes through heartbreak, men and women alike. But like I said, most girls, like we pointed out, generally speaking, will shut down. Put the wall up. Put the wall up. Guys will enter savage, seek, and destroy. Yeah. And so people look at him like, oh, my God, he's a savage. He don't care. That's a broken man. That needs healing. That needs healing. Yeah. And so I I, want to continue to have this conversation because when we talk about black men and the issues in black, I'm like, dude, you understand what these these boys have went through, especially the ones my age now. Yeah, the backstory, the backstory is so important, man. And I think, and it's one of the things that, that I feel like we kind of challenged men, but I don't know if we did enough to figure out what their story is and who they are. You know, like a lot of these guys, um, they'll coddle, and we're not coddle, they'll forget about the story, they'll brush it in the world, and they won't express it, express it, and they won't deal with the pain. Amen. It kind of just mask, uh, mask it. 
man, shout out to our brother Lewis House when when he released his freedom. That's when he was finally free and healed and became the man that he is today. Amen. And he earned everything he got right now because yeah. that brother went through a lot and he deserves and he worked hard from where he is to now. So mm-hmm. he's a freaking inspiration. But I think a lot of black men don't do that. Mm-hmm. I think they master pain with, you know, everything else besides healing. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, most of the time, women are affected by it. Of course. And then from goes to those effects, Create the the angry, bitter woman, single mother that yeah. hates men, and the whole cycle starts all over again. Yeah. And so, like I said, I think as the conversation has to continue to move move towards, how can we create healthier men? Gotcha. I think the job, in my opinion, of women is to have more compassion towards guys mm, and mm, to stop mm. saying all these negative, nasty things about mm, men. Mm, mm. And, and deal with the that deal with the pain deal and hurt with the, that, H, the, the misandry that you have in your heart. Yes, got to. You have to. Because, like I said, I think when people when women say guys hate women, guys don't hate women. Hurt guys hurt people. Yeah. And the people they hurt the most are going to be the women in their lives because they're the closest. They're not, it's not because they hate them. It's just when you're hurt, you're just going to hit whoever you whoever's closest to you. Yeah. Right. You know the the dad gets yelled at by his boss, then. The, the dad gets yelled at by his boss. Then the boss yells at, sorry, the dad yes. gets yelled at by his boss. boss then yeah. the dad yells at the mom. The mom yells at the son. Then his son kicks the cat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, so you see the cycle of that. Um, but then the problem is, like I said, then for women, they'll take it personal. And then they'll, they'll, they'll develop misandry and start hating the guys. Yeah. So I think the women got to deal with that as well. And then, like gotcha. I said, the, 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 the onus, though, is creating healthier men. I think the challenge today is that, like I said, so many girls, and, that, and that's why I want to encourage men, but, the, but at the end of the day, the next generation of men are in the hands of women. That's the worst part about the predic- predicament we are in today, that like we can create our show and, and guys share this message. And, you know, but at the end of the day, the, the future of men are in the hands of women, especially in black America, because they, they're their moms. Yeah. So women got a huge responsibility in their, in their, in their behalf. And like I said, us guys, the, you know, the freaking remaining ones left, the last of the Mohicans, need to get healthier and get better to stop these cycles. Agreed. And yeah, and the women got to understand, like, are you going to be a part of the solution or part of the problem? Amen. Say that. What? You say, what? I the women got to understand, they're going to be a part of the solution or part of the problem. And, and hopefully today... Nobody saw us pointing the finger at women. Oh, yeah. No, that's definitely not the case. And they saw that we all have a responsibility. Amen. We all have American society, men and women have all contributed to the issues in all of our communities. And we all have a responsibility to make things better. Agreed. Guys, make sure you hit the subscribe button if you haven't subscribed already. Yep. Um, give us a review on iTunes, iTunes yeah. all that good stuff. The reviews on iTunes help so much, guys. I mean, guys, there's thousands of you guys who listen. Just, just take two minutes out of your day. I know you're crazy busy. It's just hit a, give it a re- review. Hit the stars. Quick review. It helps us so much. My name is Hafiz. First to start the show, baby. Make sure you join our Patreon community. Cash up the Roommates Podcast. Yada, yada, yada. Bye.